0: Hi, welcome back to Spend, Donate, Invest. This is a podcast that's exploring the topic of whether there might be some ways that we can line up what we're doing with our money and our values when it comes to the kind of world we'd like to help shape. We vote, we protest, we write letters to our senators. But what about our money as individuals? What can we do to line up our money and our values? I started researching this topic in the summer of 2020 when I had this sudden realization as I was looking at my investments that I might have a choice when it comes to the companies I'm pouring my money into. In the past, I had thought about shopping my values now and then, and I had vaguely heard about community-focused banks But all of these topics didn't really bubble to the surface of my consciousness in a concrete way until that summer. So I asked around to find out if this was a topic my community was interested in, I did a trial run, and I launched about a year ago, 50-something episodes later, here we are. In fact, today is episode 59. So, today we're talking about Giving Tuesday, which is typically the week after Thanksgiving. So, typically we have Thanksgiving on Thursday, Black Friday the next day, and then Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday is about 10 years old, and it was originally created in New York City. It's a nonprofit, and their intent is to promote giving every Tuesday of the year with a big celebration on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. It's gotten more and more popular every year. Last year, I think it was maybe around $7 million that they got from McKinsey Scott. And this year, I saw that they're receiving $10 million from the Gates Foundation. Actually, from the very beginning, the Giving Tuesday nonprofit has received a lot of financial support from the big foundations and corporations. So they're trying to promote generosity in general, including, you know, giving our time, our voices, et cetera, and of course, our money. I think it's fair to say that when most of us think about Giving Tuesday, we're thinking about donating money, and donations on Giving Tuesday have increased. According to their website, which I'm going to link in the show notes, In 2021, an estimated $2.7 billion were donated in 24 hours in the U.S. alone. That's a 9% increase over the previous year and a 37% increase from pre-pandemic levels. So if you've been wanting to kickstart your giving or you've fallen into a slump and you want to revive your giving, I think this is a good opportunity as any. If you're reflecting back on the past year and realizing that you have not given as much as you intended to, that's me, then this is a great time to go in and make up the gap. If you don't have time to think about it, just circle back to places you've enjoyed giving to in the past and plan to donate to them on Giving Tuesday. If you have a little time why not look for new opportunities to give? There are so many episodes you can refer back to if you want to rethink your giving strategy. In episode eight, you can listen to some suggestions on how to screen the places you might want to donate to. Episode 13 was one that generated some chatter. <laughs> that one was called Why You Shouldn't Worry About a Charity's Administrative Expenses. If you want to do a giving circle with your friends, you can listen to episode 28. Episode 28. If you've been thinking about setting up a scholarship, check out episode 47. November in the U.S. is American Indian Heritage Month. So in line with that, if you're looking for some resources, I want to suggest a book called Decolonizing Wealth, Indigenous Wisdom to Heal Divides and Restore Balance by Edgar Villanueva. We've talked about this book before on episode 25, which was called What Should I Be Reading? And now he's out with a second edition. So that might be a timely resource for you this month. I've been reading a lot from Indigenous activists lately and really appreciating the updated narrative that they're promoting, that the Indigenous community in this country is incredibly resilient and has withstood so much and is still here. There's is a flame that will not be put out. I was reading to see if there's information about where Native Americans tend to give, especially within the context of giving towards issues in their own community. Um, And there doesn't seem to be a lot of data. So my suggestions are going to be to start with knowing where you are. Start by trying to find information about whose land you are on, which is a good awareness to have anyway. You can do that by looking on a website called Native Land. I'll include the link for it. There's a globe you can spin around and locate an area that you're located in. Um, If you're in Washington, D.C., if you're a local listener, then you can check out the Native Land website and look up our area. Uh, But even if you're not from around here, the map includes some international locations as well. I know we've got a number of international listeners. So after you have a sense of whose land you're on, there are a number of organizations that are focused on investing in the American Indian community. I'm going to shout out just a few here, but there are tons. And whatever you want to support, there's probably someone organizing in that field. uh, Because there's so many different things that we can focus on. Suicide rates are higher for this community. Health coverage is worse. There's a huge problem with access to fresh, nutritious foods, which just stings in a different way when I think about the relationship that indigenous people have traditionally had with the land. Let's shout out some organizations. The Native American Heritage Association is one that has programs in food, clothing, and then a few other initiatives. You might like it if you're looking for an organization that scores highly on the Charity Navigator. That is not a criteria for me. (laughs) But if that's your jam, look them up. Um, You know, one thing that gives me pause is that this organization's vibes are giving a little bit of, hmm, what's the word? It's not patronizing. Maybe Maybe that is the word I'm looking for, but you'll see language on their site about a white guy <laughs> discovering the suffering of Native communities and realizing that he just had to do something. It centers and it feeds into the white savior narrative that just isn't helpful. And even when you read some of their outcomes, it reads a little bit to me in the same way. But again, that is my perspective and you may have a different interpretation of their material, so look them up. When I look at organizations, I'm considering giving to One of the things I'm looking for is a for-us-by-us organization. So uh, let's say in this case, the organization is designed to focus on the needs of Native Americans. I want to see Native Americans all in the staff, (laughs) all in the board. And it goes farther than that. I want to read about the partners. Is this organization boxing up cans of food and dropping them off at the local reservation Or are they partnering with local activists and community organizers to understand on a deeper level the needs of the organization and how they want and need to be supported in their efforts? It's a subtle, but it's a big mindset shift I'm looking to give to organizations that see themselves as supporters of the work that the local activists and community organizers are already trying to do. I'm trying to avoid that parachute mentality to aid. There's another organization you might think about. It's called First Nations Development Institute. And when you look at their leadership on the board and the staff, you can see everyone stating their membership in the various American Indian nations. I'm seeing gender diversity. In 2021, they awarded looks like $8 million dollars in grants to changemakers in the American Indian community. So then typically what I'll do is I'll read the annual report. I'm also reading the programs that they highlight on their page, and I'm seeing what they're talking about with funding, what the local community leaders are trying to accomplish. So, for example, um, they talk about preserving local cultures, whether that's preserving the languages or art forms, that are indigenous to the community. I also typically take time to read about their values and their approaches. Of course, lip service only goes so far, but I will tell you that I am able to immediately eliminate a lot of places based on their principles. For example, although I do identify as a religious person, I personally do not support any organizations that provide religion-based support to communities of another religion. So what I'm trying to say is, if you present me with a Christian organization that's going to some predominantly Muslim area and trying to provide health care or educational aid, but they're doing it with a religious foundation, I'm just not going to be inclined to give unless— They're on some, you know, let's do cross-religious, let's try to find a way to get along, world peace type of a thing, maybe. But for me, one principle that I have is I don't look to support any type of mission work whatsoever where one of the objectives is converting people to a different religion. No, 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 no. I'm not here for that. That's just one of the many principles that I have in mind when I'm reading an organization's approach. So I'd encourage you to think about your principles and to at least take a brief look at an organization's principles and values. So as I read the First Nations Development Institute's page on their values and approaches, I'm trying to understand where they are in terms of trying to shape their recipient communities, cultures, and beliefs, or if they're set up to support recipients in whatever they're trying to do. And so far, it looks good to me. So I'll include a link to the First Nations Development Institute as well. And then I'll include just one more to consider. There are tons more online, and you can always contact a reservation in your community to try to find out what the local organizers are up to, and if there's a place for you to help. The last one I'll talk about today is the Native American Rights Fund. I really enjoyed reading their initiatives. They're fighting through the courts, litigation, legal advocacy. If there are any lawyers listening, you might be into this one. Check them out. Native American Rights Fund. Actually, let's talk about two more organizations. These were sent in by a listener. And actually, as I think about my own giving for the month, these two are probably my favorite. One of them is called the Na'a Ilahi Fund. It's about 15 years old, and it's run by Indigenous women to support Indigenous women in the ongoing regeneration of their communities in the Pacific Northwest. And so they're on my giving list for this season as is the Sogorea Te Land Trust. So the Sogorea Te Land Trust is an urban indigenous women land trust. Let me say that again an Indigenous women-led land trust based in the San Francisco Bay Area that's focused on the return of Indigenous land to Indigenous people. So they're working on cultural revitalization in land restoration and rematriation. That's another concept I wasn't familiar with until I started this podcast a year ago, rematriation. I'm going to link to their site so you can get a deeper understanding of this. But rematriation is restoring a people to the rightful place in sacred relationship with their ancestral land. They envision a Bay Area in which the Ohlone language and ceremony are an active, thriving part of the cultural landscape, where Ohlone place names and history is known. And recognized, and where intertribal indigenous communities have affordable housing, social services, cultural centers, and land to live, work, and pray on. I just get excited even imagining this, so I, who wouldn't want to be a part of that effort? So I'm going to include links to both of these organizations as well. Those are my favorites from today. And if you come across any other organizations, by all means, please send them in. One thing I didn't know before researching this, this particular episode is just how little funding goes to Native American communities. When you look at the foundations and where they put their money, apparently less than half a percent goes to American Indian programs. I found that surprising. If I'm not mistaken, I think 2 or 3% of the US population identifies as being a part of this community. So obviously, there's a disconnect when we look at where the foundation money is going and the makeup of our country today. But we're not foundations, right? We're ordinary people with more than we need and in a position to give. So let's give. So thanks for joining today's discussion. We started off talking about Giving Tuesday. We got into a discussion on how we can align our giving with National American Indian Heritage Month. And you got a little sneak peek into what I personally typically look into when I'm scoping out organizations to give to. If there's another topic you've been interested in that has to do with lining up your money and your values or your money and the type of world you'd like to help shape, please send it in. If you want to support the show, the most helpful thing at this time would be to share an episode with a friend. Word of mouth is still how people tend to discover podcasts. It's not about me telling people to listen. It's about you, an actual listener, telling people to listen. So thank you for your support and let's talk again soon.